Good morning, everyone, and welcome to New Hope Church Online. My name is Bunny. And I'm Ben. We're so glad that you are here with us, and we have a couple of announcements we'd like to share with you, starting off with our New Hope app. That's right. So if you have a smartphone, go ahead and download our New Hope Church app, which has a lot of things to help you in your relationship with the Lord. And so if you go onto your New Hope Church app, some of you are on it right now, uh, you can actually see that they have live stream. We have our live stream services right there. We also have ways to give, and we also have online resources for kids. And so there's so many things happening on our app. Yeah, and if you continue to scroll down, I mean, I want to jump back to our live stream because if you jump on your app, everything is right here at your fingertips. And so if you were to press the live stream, it will take you directly to our online church platform. And then, of course, like Pastor Ben was saying, ways to give, connecting with our kids. We have an area here throughout the week or maybe right now you want prayer. You can jump on, like if you are online right now, you can ask for prayer because we do have prayer uh, pastors available this morning. And you can just fill out a form and it'll be sent out to all of our prayer warriors, all of our prayer team, and everyone will get that. And then you continue down, we have our Sunday bulletin. Our Sunday bulletin is in the app. That's right. Our Sunday bulletin so that you can take notes, you can find out what's happening here at our church. But then also, if you continue to scroll down... We have our worship set list. We have our worship set list, which is awesome because some of you are wondering, well, what's the worship songs for this week's uh, Wednesday or Sunday service? You can actually click on that and find out sometimes we have a new song to help you learn the song before we even uh, bring it up on platform. That's right. And then if you continue down, we have Welcome to the Family. If you said yes to Jesus Christ, we want to say congratulations. You click on that and it'll take you straight to your yes packet. You know, we have things available for you as a new believer. And so there's that. And also, as we get ready to regather, there's also a map. So if you're new, never been on our campus before, you can click on that map and check out our uh, facilities here. Yeah, and then you can also find out more forms. And then also we have an About Us section that you can find out more about New Hope Church, as well as our membership. And then if you scroll down more, we have a section called discipleship which is our rooted and growing and what's so cool about that is if you click on that sometimes maybe you're new maybe you're new maybe you just said yes to Jesus and you have some questions or maybe you've had questions for a couple years and you're wondering well what what is this thing called devotions well there's a whole section that has videos that you can watch to learn more about those things as well as click on it and find out more about our small groups that are available to help you grow in your walk with Jesus yeah we believe that discipleship can happen anywhere with anyone at any time so check that out and then you can you can subscribe to our newsletter check out our social media platforms which will keep you updated and informed and one of the cool things that we have on our apps is our Wednesday and Sunday services all of the services in case you missed one or you want to revisit one or you want to share one with your friend or family you just click on the bottom next to the star there's Sunday and then Wednesday and then right next to Wednesday there's a little thing called the Bible yeah that's right we have our we have a Bible app right on our own New Hope Church app I know some of you are asking well what about the the Life Journal uh, daily reading plan and so if you click on the calendar You'll actually find our reading plan that helps you to read the Bible every single day, parts of the Bible. And so that's really cool. Today is Numbers 8 to 9 and Acts 28. So it's really cool that you get to actually learn and grow and, uh, yeah, do your devotions online. 
And then right next to the Bible link is our events. And right now we are going through the Hebrew calendar, which is phenomenal. That is partnership with our Rooted and Growing as well. And that is happening on Thursday night. And if you're interested, please email Pastor Marsha at Marsha at org. I think that's all the announcements we have for you this morning. Have a wonderful day. Aloha. Thanks, Bunny, for helping with the announcements. At this time, we're going to get ready to receive our tithes and offerings. And what's so cool about that is, as you saw on our app, we actually have a section where you can give online. And we also have many other ways that we can give. We have we can still send checks here to our church at 840 Kupalau Road. We still have we, have we have our online at our website that you can give, as well as you can also text this number, 188-364-4483, or give. And what it'll do is help, it'll help you set up a a profile that you can give online and continue to give online. And you know what's so amazing is that as we ent- as we're now, you know, in the you know, 2021 is here. We're in February. We're almost we're almost to March. Can you believe we're almost 3 months into 2021? And what's so amazing is that within whatever's going on, we get to continue to see and witness what God is doing in the lives of his people and it's all because of those of you who continuously give to see what God is going to continue to do. And so we just want to thank you, say thank you so much for all of you. And you know what's so amazing is that being a father of five little kids, the greatest joy that I always get, in fact, just as of a, couple, a couple of days ago, um, my daughter wanted some gummies. And the rule around the house is uh, gummy snacks are daddy's gu- daddy snacks. That's my stuff. Like You don't touch daddy's gummy snacks. And so my daughter, Asian, was like, Daddy, can I have some? And I was like, no. She's like, Daddy, can I please have some? It's like, no. And then she's like, Daddy, can I can I have some? Can I please have some? And so of course I relented and I said, okay. And so I told her, go get a bowl. And uh, I put some in, in her bowl. And what's so cool is that uh, her other siblings were like, can we have some? And they didn't come to me. They asked her. And what joy was that she gave them. And what was so funny was that at the end of it, she comes back. And I still have the a bag of gummies in my hand and she comes back and she gives me the last one and so of course I looked at her and I said okay baby you can have the rest of daddy's gummies because when we give to our father it's just a reflection of how much he has given to us so would you join us as we bow our heads and pray for our tithes and offerings Lord we come before you Lord right now Lord and Lord we lift up our tithes and offerings to you, Lord. We give it unto you knowing that, Lord, that's that's what you want to do, Lord. You want to continue to give who you are to your children far from you. And Lord, what a, what a beauty is, is Lord, everything we have is from you. And so Lord, we're just giving it back to you knowing and trusting in you that what you're going to do is far greater than we could ever imagine. That Lord, you're going to continue to reach people far from you that have no hope, have don't even know what your love looks like so that they can receive all of you. And so, Lord, this morning we give with cheerful hearts, knowing that, Lord, you are our God, you are great, and what you're going to do is even greater. As we love you, Lord, we thank you, and we look forward to what you're going to continue to do in the lives of your people. In Jesus' name, and we all said, amen. Pastor Sheldon is continuing his series, Experiencing True Life, and he'll be talking about doing a new thing. Let's welcome up Pastor Sheldon.
Thanks, Pastor Ben. And part of it, too, is we're concluding our series today. So if you've been with us from the beginning of the series, then we've been talking about how to experience true life. You know, when we think of life and, and what, what happens every single day, we don't know what's going to take place. All we know of is that when things happen without our knowledge or without uh, being prepared, then it can, it can ruin us for that moment or we can turn it into a learning lesson. So today as we talk about experiencing this true life, we're going to look at doing a new thing. On the, there's, a, there's a link online that you're going to see that if you click that on, it'll take you to our notes. And so you can take that out and, and follow along with us. That way you have the scriptures there and uh, you can have the points there and you can always refer back to it. You can email it to someone. So we want to put it in your hands so that uh, together we can learn and grow. But think about doing a new thing. Whenever a new thing is done in our lives, it takes our brain to rewire itself so that in this new thing, we have the capacity to sustain whatever new thing that is. And if, if we don't change the way we think, if we don't change our mindset, then the new thing that is coming up will be more of a frustration than it is anything else. It's like when you get a new phone. If you're not prepared for it, it's very frustrating. But if you're prepared for it and you change your mindset, rather than saying, how come this thing no more push buttons? How come only touch screen? Where, where are the buttons? Where's the, where's the rotary dial? If we don't change our mindset, it's going to be very difficult. And so it is with God when he does a new thing. Because God is able to make new paths for us, and when God tells us to forget, forget the former things, to, to forget the things that are behind us and look forward, that means it's possible to do so. Some of us, we have a difficult time pressing on and moving forward because we still hang on to the past. We still hang on to the things that used to be. And as we know very well right now in our world, there's no way possible we can hang on to the things of old and bring it into the new season coming up. We cannot hang on to old systems in the new systems that are being developed in our world today. Now we're, now we're almost like post-COVID-19. We're now developing new ways of living or, or a new way of doing things. Some of you were born around the time of the 9-11 uh, bombings in, or the, the airplane uh, going into the World Trade Center in 2001. And... Prior to that, we had a way of living, a way of going to the airport, checking in at the airport, and flying. Post 9-11, everything is different. So for those of us who were already born, and we were already traveling, and we were used to that old system, it took time for us to develop this new mindset for the new way of doing things. And it was pretty frustrating in the beginning. Long lines, delayed flights, missed flights, uh, we, didn't, we had to figure out how we were going to do check-ins and how we were going to go through the TSA check-in line and then what we could carry on, what we couldn't carry on. That whole season was so difficult. But you ask anyone who was born after 2001, it has never been difficult because this is their way of living. They had no transition from pre-9-11 to post-9-11. It's always been this way. Ask any teenager who grew up in the world of touch phone or touch screen phones. There was no transition. That's why when you see a two-year-old just blaze through a phone and 
is able to put in the password and play games on the phone or on an iPad, we're thinking like, oh my goodness, look how brilliant they are. That's amazing. But that's all they knew. That's what they grew up in. Now, we're at a place, even for our church, of uh, learning to regather and, and us training our volunteers and us getting used to this, this new way of doing things and, and soon regathering as the church. So come that time, there's a lot of shifting, a lot of uh, mental shifting that's going to have to happen because our brain is going to have to learn new things. We're going to have to rewire the way, the way our brains work so that we can function in the new way of doing things. And it's not a bad thing. These things happen throughout history. Look what happened when Jesus came on the scene. Everything was all about the law, and then when Jesus shows up, he brings the freedom, not from the law, but freedom in the Spirit. So how does, how does God, when he does a new thing in us, how does he make a new way? And what does that look like? Because if we're not ready for it, and we just think things are just going to happen automatically in our lives, then we miss out on the new things that God will do. He wants to set the foundation so that our mind, the way our mind works, our mentality, so that whatever new thing He's about to do, we can sustain that. If we don't change the way we think, then whatever new thing God wants to do will only last but a short time because then we will revert back to our old ways. It'll be difficult for us to live the new life that God wants us to. Why? Because we're hanging on to our old ways. We always remind our staff that our, our core value, number 10, is to constantly raise up the next generation. And if I keep hanging on to my ways and my old ways, by the time I raise up this next generation, if I'm not changing with them, then that transition and that passing on to the next generation never happens because I still hang on to how I used to do things. In the same way, as we learn to regather, as we learn this, this new way of living, as it were, post-COVID, everything will come down to the way we think. It'll be a mental challenge. That's why we're, we're doing our very best right now to train and, and have our volunteers and staff uh, learn the culture that is here at the church so that when we regather, then the way we think has been changing. Because if we were to just walk into the building thinking everything is going to be like how it was before, we're going to have a tough time. Why? Because we have not changed the way we thought. So what we're going to do is prepare everybody. We're going to do a, as we, as we prepare for regathering, we're going to do a slow merge together so that we're mentally prepared. See, our responsibility is to help you prepare mentally. We've been saying that to our staff for the past couple of weeks. We've got to prepare mentally, mentally, mentally. Everything is going to come down to the way we think, how we structure things, how we get ready. Everything's going to come down to the way we think. We've got to be prepared. We've got to be ready so that when we regather, the culture and the mentality is all on the same page. Otherwise, we'll be frustrated. How come we're not doing that? How come I can't do this? And 
that, that, that is going to only be a result of not shifting in the way I think. God wants to do a new thing. We need to remember something, and, and I think this is very important. That sometimes when people do things or when we do things, it's not because of the situation itself. Sometimes things happen as a result of who we are as an individual, as a broken individual. That we're, we're broken people coming to a, a, a holy God. That he wants to do a new thing in us. And because we're broken people, you put broken people around broken people, things can happen. Resentment can take place. Unforgiveness. We can be cynical. We can, be, we can use uh, cutting remarks. Those things can happen because we're broken people. But if God says that he's able to bring healing to our lives and our hearts, then we have hope that God can do a new thing. But we got to believe that. Anytime you get something new, there's a shifting in the way we think. New things happen in life. We, we, we buy new things. We get a, a new, uh, you get new shoes. And when you get new shoes, you, you keep that thing in, in mint condition as best as possible. You don't mix them in with the old shoes. You keep them with the good shoes. Some of you, you keep it in the box. You keep it in the shoe box. Or you have a special place that you put your new shoes. And then like the old shoes you use for like weed whacking or, you know, gardening. Like the, the old shoes that used to be new are no longer treated the same. Poor old shoes. Oh, in comes the new shoes. Oh, shiny new shoes. Oh, you're going to get those new shoes. Now the old shoes feel left out. Or when you get a new car, you treat the new car different than how you treated your old car. The old car, the wagon bumps your old car. It's like, ah, no big deal. But now if you get a new car, anything come within the uh, uh, foot of your car, you're already panicking because it's a new car. Nobody can eat in the new car, but you can pound food in the old car. Yeah, the mentality is different when new things come into place. The same is true when God wants to do a new thing. We have to switch the way we think. I love how Isaiah chapter 43 puts it, verses 16 through 21. It says, I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candlewick. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me. The jackals and owls too, for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. I have made Israel for myself, and they will someday honor me before the whole world. See, God has given us a picture that he's able to do a new thing. But we got to be able to see it. He says, I already began. In other words, God is way ahead of us in doing new things. God is way ahead of us in regathering. He's already begun. But we got to get ready. We got to get our minds ready and then for you spiritually you got to be spiritually prepared 
whenever God wants to do a new thing and he reminds us that he has already begun, should that not encourage us? Should that not encourage us that in order for us to experience true life, that God wants to do a new thing? He wants to renew our hearts. He wants to renew our minds. He wants to give us a brand new beginning, a brand new start, and even unlearn some things so that we can learn some new things. We just recently got a, a letter uh, in the mail, and this is towards our One Missions ministry, which, by the way, I believe today they're handing out blankets and things like that. So thank you for those of you who donated. But someone wrote a letter, and, and I'll just paraphrase, but basically what they were saying is that their daughter had like a Christmas mission and uh, wanted to give the homeless some blankets, but they moved to Oahu, and it's like they had to start all over again. But they have a roof over their heads, and God is providing so her and her children are on Oahu, and they wanted to do something for the homeless, but because of their change and transition, it was very difficult for them to do that here. And then online, they heard that we were receiving a special offering for that. And so they gave towards that, and, and one of their daughters for their birthday thought that for their birthday, they're going to give towards our One Missions ministry so that their Christmas mission could be realized that they were able to give blankets to the homeless through our one's, one missions ministry so they said thank you so much for doing that for those who who need the help and they wrote a letter to us and i thought that's the heart that god is looking for that you're going to find a way to make it happen that it's in your heart but due to circumstances it it wasn't it you weren't able to in this case give out those blankets but you found a way, God made a way, and you connected with God and his people so that it could happen. And today it's going to happen. See, it takes a, a shifting of the mind. Rather than the person saying, but we're on Oahu, or, oh, we moved, or, well, oh, Christmas is over, or oh, your birthday is here, so I don't know what we can do. They, they looked for a way, and God made a way. In fact, let's look at a couple things that when God does a new thing, how we can play a part in that, because God is going to do a new thing in his family in the midst of difficulties and although we'll be going through difficulties ourselves and tough times god is going to still he will still do great things in and through all of us so here's the first thing always remember this that god will always make a way he will always make a way we may not know the way we may look at what's happening and not be able to piece things together and we might think well how does god how is god going to do this but he will always make a way. That's, the, that's, that's our motto as, as the Loxinas. It's Loxinas always find a way. Now that's from when we were growing up. So there was some not so good ways of doing things because we didn't know Jesus, but we always found a way. But now that we know Jesus, God will always make a way. He will always find a way. We even say this on staff. We never say no can, cannot. And if Pastor Kat is online, she, she probably could answer what that, how we respond. When, when we see a situation or a difficulty, we never say, no can. We always say, how can we? It's always how. The reason why it's always a how can we is because whenever there's a difficult situation, it's never the situation that locks us down. You know what it is? It will always be our heart attitude. Always. 
It'll never be the situation. God can solve any problem. Any problem. He can solve. But he cannot solve it through a person who has a hard heart and a horrible attitude. It will just never happen through that person. So what God does is he will make a way. But if I'm not willing, he'll, he won't do it through me. He'll find someone else. That's what happened with Esther, that for such a time as this, that God is going to raise you up. But, but if God doesn't do it through you, Esther, that you're going to save the Jewish people, he's going to raise up someone else. But who knows, Esther, if you weren't called for such a time as this? See, there's always going to be a heart and attitude adjustment. Why? Because God will always make a way. There's always a way for something to happen. When Moses was leading the Israelites out of slavery, of Egypt, he comes to the Red Sea. And when he comes to the Red Sea, what happens? They can't cross over to the other side. Why? Because they're facing the Red Sea. So as they're standing before the Red Sea, many of them are like, oh, we're, we're dead. The Egyptian army is coming. So what are we going to do? We can't cross over. There's no way. No, we're stuck. What are we going to do? Turn around and fight? They have chariots. What are we going to do? Rather than saying, how can, they were saying, no can. But Moses said to the Lord, how can we? The Lord gives Moses some instructions found in Exodus chapter 14, verses 21 and 22. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea. And let's read this part together, even for those of us here. Let's read this part together. Ready, go. And the Lord, say Lord, just like Sesame Street, emphasize the word Lord. Ready? And the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all that night, turning the seabed into dry land, so the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground. Now here's the part that we really need to catch. With walls of water on each side. Now many of us seen, what is it, the Prince of Egypt, right? That, that old cartoon. So it looks so cool as they're walking on dry ground and then you have these walls of water and like whales on the side and it looks so cool and there's like thunder and lightning so epic and so cinematic I'd be in fear I wouldn't be walking through there like oh look at the whales I, I, I'd be fearful this is these are walls of water on each side now you might have more courage you might be taking pictures taking selfies and whatever else and tiktoking on the thing or snapchatting whatever whatever app you use and that might be cool for you. But for me, my mind would be, that thing better stay there. Because we got a long way to go. We got 2.5 million people who have to cross over this thing. So I, I'm very analytical. When the Bible says that the Lord opened up a path, if we miss that part and we think we're going to do this, then yeah, we're, we're going to be in fear. We're going to live in fear. God will always make a way. It's not us who are going to regather the church. It's not us who are going to think through everything. It'll be the Lord 
that opens up a path for us to regather. It'll be the Lord that'll open up the path for him to do a new thing in your marriage. It'll be the Lord that'll open up a new path for this new life that he has for you. A career change or, or your trust in him with your finances. It's going to be the Lord that will do this. But here's the other part. While you're walking through with whatever the Lord asks of you, you're going to have some, some waters on the side of you. They're going to be there. They're going to be fears, frustrations, difficulties. You're going to have opposition. You're going to get distracted by the things on, on the sides of you. Those things will happen. You're going you're to see that. You're going to have doubts and insecurities. It'll be pretty scary. Some of you are going to have court dates and even disappointments. Like, you've got to figure these things out. And it'll be there. And even though we're walking on dry ground doesn't mean it's going to be smooth sailing all the way through see when god walks you on dry grounds of a major setback there are still going to be fears right next to you when he walks with you on dry ground it's going to be your faith in him you're still going to have testing the testing of your faith the testing of your obedience on each side of you you're going to have failures mistakes and maybe even persecution because of your belief in jesus but even still when God does a new thing, he will always make a way. And regardless of how difficult it is, whatever obstacle you face, he will always make a way. We just need to stay near to him and near his heart. The second thing is this. Nothing compares to God. Absolutely nothing compares to God. When God took care of the Egyptians as Moses and the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, God says, he says, yeah, forget about all that. Moses and everyone is like, God, that was the coolest thing. You saved us from the Egyptians, and the waters came over them, and you saved us. He says, yeah, 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 no big deal, no big deal. Forget about that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. That's what he says. It's nothing compared to what I am going to do, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. He's going to do it. See, God is saying, uh, he, he's saying, of all the things that you've been through, of all the things that you've done, all the things you've seen throughout your life that have been incredible, miracles, the, the, the things that you would never think were possible, that you saw God come through. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget about those things. Those things nowhere compare to what I am about to do. And he's not saying discard those things. He's just saying just, if you keep hanging on to these things, you're not going to experience the new things. So forget about those things. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's the new thing I'm going to do. Yeah, that's great. You can talk about the things of old. That's great. But here's the new things that I'm going to do. Don't miss this side. I'm going to do a new thing. Nothing can compare to God because God is the ultimate he is the highest degree of promise. It is him, his presence, who he is. Not what he can do for us. It's who he is. And sometimes we hang on to God for what he can do for us rather than just hang on to him because of who he is. I'm going to read two versions, the New Living Translation and uh, New International Version Translation of Psalm chapter 40, verse 5. And I'll read the uh, New Living Translation first. And it reads this in the book of Psalms. O oh Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. 
Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. The New International Version says it like this. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done. The things you planned for us, none can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. It's just too much. See, having a list of good things are great. Things that we've done that are great, and we have the list, that's great. And sometimes we have a list of great things I've done and uh, not so great things that I've done. I was talking to a friend just this past Friday, and we were talking about we used to think that a good deed would erase all the bad deeds. And that's how we used to live before we came to know Christ. But now that we know Christ, we know that good deeds will never erase bad deeds. We don't do good deeds to erase bad deeds. We do good deeds because we love God. Not so that we can gain something. We do good deeds out of the love that we have for God and for people. And we don't use it as a check mark or as a, almost like a, a receipt with God and say, hey God, this is, these are my good deeds that I did. So can I get some, can I get a refund on these bad deeds? Like, can I redo? Can you erase those things? No, we've already been forgiven. So when God wants to do a new thing, whenever he wants to bring us to a new place, we've got to remember that it's going to be him who does it. Because nothing's going to compare to him. So instead of us thinking we have to get these lists right before we come to God, just know that even, even in doing that, it's not going to compare. There's no good deed that we can do enough that makes us worthy in His sight. He said, I already see you as precious long before I even made the world. I already loved you. And I chose you in Christ to be holy and without fault. So, I'm going to do a new thing. You don't need to bring your list to me to qualify for me to do a new thing in your life. What qualifies you is not your good deeds. What qualifies you is how good I am. You just need to walk in it. And let me do that part because I'm good at it. That's what he says. So always remember that God will always make a way. Nothing compares to him. And then the last thing, always remember that God is still creating. Not in the sense of creation. The Bible says he rested on the seventh day and declared it holy. That's the Sabbath day, the day of rest. So God is still creating in the sense of he's still giving us new thoughts. He's giving us a new heart. He's also creating within us a new heart. He's creating within us new vision, direction, and especially as we learn how to regather, he's going to create new things, new systems. He's going to do that. But we got to do this together. I've been asking you to pray together along with all of us how we can regather. That the wisdom will come from God and that we're going to do it collectively together as the body of Christ. Rather than saying, oh, I can't wait till the church reopens. No, no. Pray for the wisdom so that we can regather so that you're a part of it too. That God would give all of us wisdom because you're a part of it too. Don't think that you're just going to show up. No, you're a part of the team. 
that you're also sitting and standing before God and praying to Him, interceding. Because it's not going to be a one-person decision-making process. It has to be every single one of us that together we're going to pray to our Almighty God and how we can regather together, of course, safely, but also with His wisdom. What does that look like and how can we do that? When he says, I will create rivers in the dry wasteland, it sounds like an oxymoron. Rivers in the dry wasteland. Now, if you've been to Israel, this makes absolute sense. Like, okay, God, you're going to have to do something because it is wasteland. There's this desert. And then you go to certain places, there's like flowing fresh water. God's promise is not just physical. He also does that spiritually and mentally. He also does that emotionally, that he's going, to, he's going to refresh us even though we're in this dry wasteland, that we may feel distant right now. Many of us have not been in church. Some of you, you maybe sporadically are online. For some, they have not gone online for months because they're waiting to regather. So for many, there's just this dryness and emptiness of, of, of fellowship and, and coming together and worshiping God corporately. But he says, I can create in you a river even though you feel that dryness. He still creates and makes a way possible so that his people can be refreshed. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, it tells us, however, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him. As we prepare to regather, just keep loving God. Keep loving Him. Seek His face. This uh, scripture from 1 Corinthians actually comes from Paul, the apostle, who quotes out of Isaiah chapter 64, the same prophet who we read the scripture in the beginning that God will make a way and that he's going to do a new thing. Same prophet who gave us that scripture. See, God is using Isaiah to speak to a generation thousands of years later who would bring healing and hope during this time of a pandemic and a time that many of us have never experienced. But God has promised that he will always be there. And God's promise is still powerful even as we face today. That's why he tells us in Psalm chapter 51, verses 10 and 11. And this is our prayer to sum everything up. We're going to pray this prayer together. In fact, you can read this together with all of us and even us here. It's on the screen. Let's read this together and let this be our prayer. Ready? Go. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. This is our prayer. We're going to need a new heart, a new steadfast spirit. We're going to need his presence. We're going to need the Holy Spirit in order for him to do a new thing in all of us and for us as the church. I gave this vision the other week, but I want to once again communicate this. This was March 2020 when we um, we only did online we didn't have uh, live here or in-person gathering so we had to climb this mountain and get to the place that we are today and this mountain came with a lot of terrain 
some difficulties and some hardships, but, but we're here now on the other side, and we're, 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 coming, we're coming down the mountain. We're here on this side, and we're preparing to regather. We don't have a date yet because right now we're working on how to regather, not when. The how is more valuable. And sometimes people will say, but this church is open, this church is open. Every church is different. Our church is different also with our children's ministry and different buildings and our fellowship hall with food, our well, our resource center. So we want to think through all of that lest when you show up, it's chaotic. So we want to make sure that we're ready for you also. And so this is where we're, we're on this side now. And we're going to head into the future together. When that date comes, we'll give you the date. But we're, we're on this side of that that mountain now. We hit the pinnacle and, and now we're, we're, we're learning to regather. It takes a mental shift. But now that we're on this side and, and learning how to regather, uh, that's where we all can participate, that we can think this through together. Even our volunteers, when they come in, we're kind of asking them, hey, give us some feedback. What is it like? Uh, how was it for you? That way we together can, can get to that place and so there's going to be this merge together. It'll, it'll come. Uh, we'll just keep you posted on it, and we'll get there. We want to make sure everybody's safe. Uh, someone gave this illustration also as when you climb Mount Everest, you need a team of people. You don't do it by yourself. But even with the team, they are well prepared even before they hit the base of the mountain. Lest you die on the way up. And people have died climbing Mount Everest. So for us, we want to make sure that we're well, we're well prepared for what's about to come. Because God is going to do a new thing. He's going to do it through all of us. And I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating or I, I wait in anticipation of what God is going to do through all of us. And I truly believe in 2020, it was a year that we grew in Christ. That's what we always said. 2020 would be the year that we grew in Christ, we were discipled by Him, that we're not going to miss the moment of growing in Him, that we're not going to waste what we've been through, but we're going to use it to, to fortify who we are as a church, as a people, who we are in relationships, so that when we regather, we're ready for His Spirit. We're ready for what He's about to do, that together as a team, we're going to be able to tackle what lay ahead. So we're going to pray as we conclude. And we do have some reflection and, and some discussion questions for those of you in your home groups. Or even if you want to discuss these things and, or think it through, that what new thing can you see God doing in you? What new thing? Because He is. God is always doing something new. The second question is, are you facing obstacles that God wants to give you a new perspective on? And what could those new perspectives be? Maybe you got to write them down. And then the last one is, ask God to continue to create in you something new for His glory. And if you're wondering and if you're pondering, like, well, I don't know what to pray for, pray the Psalm 51 prayer. Just ask Him to create in you a clean heart. And as we close in prayer today, maybe we'll include that also. If you bow your heads with me and let's pray together. The worship team is also going to come up. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the opportunity that we have to grow in you, knowing that you're going to do a new thing, that you're the one who's going to make things happen. We trust you. We know that you're going to do good things. 
We pray for all of us today that as we ask you to create within us a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit in us, that, that we, would not, we would not run from your presence, but we would step into your presence. Do not take your presence away from us. We need your presence. Do not take the Holy Spirit from us, Lord. We need your power. We need the person of the Holy Spirit. That relationship is important. I pray for anyone who has never received you, Lord. If they have never said yes to you, that we would give them this opportunity right now. And that, if that's you and you're saying, I have never said yes to Jesus and I would like to, I would love to give my heart to him, then here's our prayer. And you can repeat after me. Just include your heart. And here's our prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising from the grave to give me eternal life. I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross and rose from the grave. And I thank you for this new life. I give my heart to you in exchange for yours. In Jesus' name I pray. And Lord, that's our prayer today. We thank you for those who may have said yes to you. We welcome them into your family. And for all of us, Lord, as we learn how we can regather, give us wisdom, Lord, so that we can do this together. Speak to our hearts, because for many, maybe we've never volunteered before. Maybe now is the opportunity for us to really step forward. And maybe we've been putting it off for years, but you're giving us a new heart, a new mindset, a new spirit. You're making a way, Lord. You're going to make it happen. It'll all be because of you. We trust in you, and we thank you for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said together, amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. Remember, he's going to make a way for all of us. Have a great day. We'll see you.